Welcome to another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. I'm Dan. I'm Brady. As always, joined by Brady, this this lovely guy over here, which you all can't see, but I can. And uh, at one point, actually, I think sometime maybe... Yeah, right. I think next week we're all gonna get to see everybody because we might do a live show next week. Next yeah. week or or the week after. I'm I'm thinking um, uh, I do like the live show idea. I think we should probably get get some planning done for that though because I mean nobody wants to just stare at us. We should yeah. probably have some sort of topic that we speak yeah. of. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hoping that if we do a live show, we get people to like interact and like ask questions and kind of like get to meet the people that quote unquote meet the people that we have kind of interacted with over social media stuff like TikTok and Instagram. And like you've had people reach out to you and mm-hmm. I've had people reach out to me and it's separate and it's never together in the Facebook chat. And I actually, I think that's okay. I think that's better that way because then like somebody might uh, kind of like resonate with something that you say and just want to talk to you about it. And then, you know, sure. I'm not butting in. So that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. And, and you know, that's, and that we, we always talk about, you know, we're here, reach out to us and stuff like that. But, and, and, it's very true and if you'd rather reach out to just one of us or both of us i mean neither one of us are going to take it personally i mean i know i'm i've got the more sultry sexy voice but you know that that, that's okay dan Dan, dan's okay with that that's um okay i mean i mean i do i do i do tell you that you kind of have like the tony robbins voice so (laughs) mine's not as mine's not as like base pronounce right there but but yeah you know and you know one of the cool things is that i think i shared it with you a little bit um maybe like two weeks ago or the beginning of last week one of the people that has been uh, have been contacting me who followed us i think he found us through shoot i don't even know i don't even i don't even know if i even asked him how he found the the podcast but he's followed us on like facebook and instagram and he's actually posting on some of our spotify um polls questions and stuff and i shared his comment with you um obviously i blocked Mm -hmm. out the names and everything so nobody saw anything but i shared the comment with you where he was like you know if it wasn't for you guys he's like i don't even know if i would have made it through some of the stuff that i made it through and that's that's why we do that is (laughs) yeah i mean honestly if we were to if something were to happen and we were to stop doing this after after this recording you know the fact that we helped one person that's enough Mm -hmm. for me it really yeah. is. I, and, you know, I know it sounds cheesy and corny and, and cliche, but the fact of the matter is, is that's what we do. This is why we do these things. I mean, and we're not all put together. We're not all, I mean, we, we're, we still have fractures, you know, individually. And we, you know, we still have our issues, but, you know, we want to share our experiences with somebody, with everybody. And, you know, if, if we can, touch one person with with something that we've gone through to show that you can make it through there is a light at the end of the tunnel even if it's just a little little pinhole from where you're standing right now there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can get through it yeah have you seen that video um i think it's circling around lately have you seen that video of i want to say i think they call it like the twin flame i can't remember but it's like two it's two matches right side by side and there's a wick in the middle and what they do is they they set it on fire like they set the the two matches on and it burns down slowly and i can't remember the actual name of it i'll I'll go back and try to find it but they burn down slowly and one like burns out 
and the other one it like burns out like halfway through and the other one is still going and when it gets to like a quarter of a way to the bottom it's almost like non-existent right but then it catches this like wick at the base of everything and you can kind of see the flame like reaching out to the wick like re- like a hand and it grabs the wick and it ignites the wick and ignites the match and then the wick ignites the other match so then it's like a conjoined flame once again so then and then they evenly burn out but then the wick is still on like it's still flamed right and i saw that I'm i like, that is that. I, i'll send it to you but i i saw that and i'm like that is such a great representation of life and just like battling through stuff with people or like battling through stuff with your spouse or in general. It's just like you, you, you're trying so hard and then you kind of like burn out, but then you always, there's always somebody there who's trying to keep the flame lit. And then eventually you guys come back together and you have the one flame like that, that to me, that video was awesome. That's, that is awesome. And that, that is, that's a great analogy because no matter how far down you get burned, you get burned out. Uh, all you got to do is reach out. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, and and I realize you know it's easy to say, and it's a lot harder to do. Oh yeah. But but the fact of the matter is, is I mean, if you can get to that point to where I'm about to uh, I'm about to flame out, I'm mm-hmm. about to fizzle, and you know even if you are that low, and that close to bottom that close to burning out there's always somebody there that includes me that includes dan you know that there's always somebody there and all you got to do is reach out we'll, i mean we'll we'll bring that fire back we'll yeah. we'll do what we need to do yeah. and like you said it's not easy uh you know life is hard and talking about it is hard and i think you know we I've, i think i mentioned it before we have people that or i've had people that come up and they've told me that uh, they want to check out the podcast, but they can't because it's hard for them to basically mm-hmm. sit down. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hard because, dude, like life is a grind, man. And I don't know. I don't know if it's ever not going to be. No, you know, it never will be. You know, and, be. and for those of you who are like, you know, 18, 19, maybe you all just got out of high school going into college, like and figuring life out. Um you know, we're not much older than y'all, but we're older than than y'all. But uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to figure out quickly that life is going to smack you in the face. And it, it, it's going to come down to whether you have that mentality to push through certain things. And, and if you don't, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like it makes you less of a person. But there's there's a certain mentality sometimes that it takes to push through certain things. And sometimes if you don't have the mentality to push through it, it's okay. you got to lean on somebody. And, you know, it's okay to lean on other people. It's okay to lean on things to, to help you get through stuff, right? You're not, you know, if you are a construction worker, you're not going out and digging a ditch by hand. You know, you're, yeah. you're going to have a shovel. You're going to have, you know, a backhoe. You're going to have a pitch. You're going to have all this stuff to help you dig out a shovel. You're going to have an excavator, you know. So it, you're, you find ways to push through. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's the key. I mean, and the, the way that I push through and the way that Dan pushes through, those are two very different things. I guarantee it. And Dan and I have a lot in common. We really do. But at the same time, you know, the way Dan pushes through and grinds it out, uh, because that's, I mean, that that is, I think, in my experience, probably one of the most appropriate ways of, of describing life. It's grind. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It is. And it, and it gets tiring and it gets exhausting, but Dan deals with it in different ways than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, sometimes we deal with it in the same way, mm-hmm. but you know, we are two very different people and you know, you know, no matter how you deal with it, no matter how you get through the grind, get through that, that burning out feeling, get through that as long as it's, and, and please understand, I'm not preaching to you much, um, but, <laughs> but no, please understand, you know, as long as you're not doing damage to you and your soul and your mind and, you know, like with drugs or overuse of alcohol or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, do what you need to do to get out of it. Do what you need to do to be, because that, you know, you can get, you can break the surface of that, of that drowning feeling to get even just a second's breath of air. And you know what? That second's breath is going to help you get through it. It'll, you know, you may go right back underwater, but it's there. The air is there. You just have to work toward it. Yeah. And you know, uh, it's, um, the phrase, the phrase grind, I think sometimes can like turn people off because it's, I think people will sit there and think like, oh, I don't have that mentality to grind. Like I'm not a grinder. Right. And I think, I think if you just kind of break it down and you look at really what the grind really is, is, you know, uh, let me use, let me use a a sports analogy for you, you know, in hockey. Oh, I know. Shocker. Right. And hockey, <laughs> there's there's a there's a player type. They call it the grinder. And the reason why is because he's willing to put his body at risk to get dirt to get the dirty plays done. And not everybody has a mentality to do that. But just because you're not willing to step in front of a hundred mile an hour slap shot and block a shot. Right. doesn't mean that you're not a grinder. You can still grind in other ways. So when you don't think you may think that you're not grinding or you're not a grinder or you you can't grind life because you don't have this uh, like mentality to push through things. There's things that you do that that I would consider you as as a, a person that grinds life. There's things that you do that I, I couldn't do. I'm not going to sit behind a desk and break down and crunch numbers and do analytics. Like that's a whole different grind that I'm not even going to, I don't want to attempt one math and I are not friends and I'm not going to go down (laughs) that road, but that's just not me. Like, that's not my thing. So like, like you said, like we're two different people. We handle things differently, but I, I think you said it, I think you said it the right way was, you know, everybody finds different ways to get things done. It is. And, and that is, and that's the whole thing. And, you know, eventually you will, um, you'll find that way that you grind. You'll find that way to get through that, that what your, I mean, what your process is. And, you know, I guarantee you, eventually you'll find it. It's not an easy task to do. It's, you know, you may, you'll make wrong choices here and there, you know, you'll be like, oh, this is how I get through the grind. And that's just going to grind you down even more. Mm -hmm. But you have to, I mean, it's trial and error. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's at the risk again of sounding cliche, which we do a little bit on this on this podcast. But the cliches yeah. are there for a reason. Yeah, they of are. course. The cliches course. are cliches for a reason. They've been around forever. But you know, you, you, it's a trial and error, and that's exactly what life is. Life is. Life, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know anybody. I I do. I do know some rich people. And I do, and I do know some dirt poor people and you know what? They both grind it. They both, it's, they both make mistakes. They yeah. both have, you know, both 
and really there and there's so many levels in between that absolutely but at the same time you know when you take one extreme or the other i guarantee you they've had to grind they both have yeah yeah all right and let me let me just say this because uh, they're the whole rich and poor thing um being rich does not your bank account does not dictate whether you're rich or poor it's how fill how full your heart is so you could you could not you you may be working paycheck to paycheck but in your heart you may be happy and you might be the richest person that you know and that is there's nothing wrong with that i've never you know i've seen uh people that have very little in their life and they they talk about how rich how rich they feel because they basically have everything that they've wanted or they have everything that they feel uh they deserve to have in life and they couldn't be any happier right and then you see people that have uh um i don't know 15 you know 15 zeros at the end of their bank account which is a shit ton of money and those people are freaking miserable right Mm -hmm. i mean it's just so like to me it's just you know rich and poor is it's not about your bank account it's about how full your heart is and the reason why we've said grind probably like mm, four or five hundred times in the last two minutes is because we're we kind of want to drive this home is that we're going into the holidays and the holidays is not easy for everybody and it's and it's it's way more difficult for some people than others and we just kind of we kind of wanted to start this off and we wanted to do this because we want to let you and everybody know that you're not alone that there are people out there who are grinding. There are people out there that care about you. The people that there that love about that love you, and there are people out there that have the same mentality and who may be in the same situation as you. Maybe not exact, but we're in the same situation. It's the same circumstance, and you're not alone. Like we we understand. You know, you and I work two different jobs, but mentally and physically, it's taxing. And mm-hmm. having a family on top of that is taxing. Having bills in a new home is taxing and having to take care of your family is taxing. It's all just taxing. Yeah. You think the government taxes you, your, your life, life taxes you more than the government ever could. Yep. Um, and, and, and that's very true. I mean, that's, I, I do want to, you know, I, I want to touch on, you know, it's about how full your life is. And that's, that is a true statement. You know, I've, I've said it before, you know, I've, li- I've lived higher on the hog than, than I have, than I am now. And I've been homeless. I, I mean, it's, you know, I've experienced a little bit of, of both ends. I mean, I wouldn't say all the way on the high end, but I've, I've experienced it. And let me tell you something, that was one of the loneliest times of my life. Um, but, you know, it's, and I don't live, I mean, I, it's no secret. I can't stand the place that I live at. I mean, I've, I've mentioned that here on this podcast numerous times. And, but the fact is, is my kids got a roof. My mm-hmm. kids got food in their bellies. They got clothes on their backs. And my wife knows that I love her. Um, my wife is, is one of the most wonderful people in the world. And, um, and that's, that's just a straight up fact. And, that's one of the reasons I do the grind. Uh, my wife is a stay-at-home mom uh, because, let's be honest, daycare ain't cheap. And um, with the holidays around, just like you said, you know, this is really the time, at least in my experience in, in my in the past that I uh, and all the people that I've known, you know, this is the time people really grind it out. Um, I mean, you don't, you know, some people have paid holidays, some people don't. 
Some people, you know, will get, you, you know, I know places that are closed Thanksgiving until, you know, noon or two. And then, you know, you, you have to go to work. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that everybody has a different experience, but I, I feel like this is the time of year where everybody really grinds it out, really finishes the year and tries to finish the year strong. And, you know, there, I I haven't posted it on on the Tiki Talk. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't stop calling it the Tiki Talk. (laughs) Um, but I, I had a video in my drafts that, you know, I, I haven't posted TikTok yet, but, you know, I do want to take a moment to say, you know, all those all those men out there that are, you know, that, that are putting your steel toes on in the morning or putting that, even, even the people putting the business suit, I'm not talking blue collar, white collar, there's no comparison here. But, you know, I, I, want, I want everybody to know out there, you know, all those people that, you know, we go to work. And we grind it out. We go to work at O Dark Thirty, and we come home when it, when it's O Dark Thirty. I mean, it's I see you, I see you. This this you're not alone. You're not doing this by yourself. You know, I'm doing it with you. Dan's doing it with you. We're we're all fighting this fight together. And you know, that's that's it, we haven't said it yet in this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna crack that one. It's the brotherhood we've been talking about. It really is, you know, if you, and those days where you get run down because, I mean, Dan, I'm telling you, you know, what's, what's been going on the last couple of weeks. I've had a lot, I've had some, I've had a couple of long weeks and I've broken down and I've gotten tired and I've sat in my car and I've cried and I've, you know, I have missed time with my family. I haven't, my son had told his mom last week that he misses, he misses us sitting down to dinner every night. Cause that's, that was something that we, that we did before I started putting, putting in all these hours, <coughs> you know, my daughter was, is mad at me for, for being gone so much. And let me tell you something that is, that is a painful thing to experience. So all of you men out there, I know, I understand, I get it. And it, it's not going to always be like that. And you know, those days where you get run down and you get, and you, and you get broken down, you know, and, and you still wake up the next day and you put those boots on or you put that suit on and you go in and you grind it out again. I see you mm-hmm. and I appreciate you and the people around you, even if they don't say it, I promise you the people around you, they appreciate you. You know, dude, it's funny. The the minute you bring up your daughter, you can start you can hear her in the background, just <laughs> just living yeah. life, living, living oh, her best oh, life, yeah. you know. But you oh, yeah. you brought it up you brought it up yesterday when we were playing um, last night when we were playing with the guys when we were playing Xbox with the guys and um, you even said that you know you came home last night and your daughter didn't even want to talk to you you know yeah. like she didn't look at you she didn't acknowledge yeah. you she was mad she was mad that dad wasn't home and, and it is heartbreaking you know I don't have you know I, we're you know still a couple months out from from my uh, from my daughter being here and you know I. I don't know, man, you know, and, 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 um, Adam even said it, you know, it's heartbreaking and I can't even, I can't even imagine. I heard it in your old voice and, you know, I could, that was probably one of the first times I've ever heard Adam get sad before. Um, but that was, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, yeah, like it's heartbreaking and, you know, the number, I think one of the number one reasons, well, one of the top three reasons at least as to why people put themselves through so much on the, quote unquote daily grind is for family 
And even if you're, you know, even if you're a single parent, you know, if you're, if you're a single parent and you, you know, you're struggling, you know, especially all the other months out of the year. And especially now because of the holidays, because there's so much that you want to do for your kids, you know, I can't imagine what that feels like, but you know, if you're, you can wake up every morning you know, you put you put your clothes, your pants on, you put your shoes on, you go to work every day. Don't don't question yourself as a parent because you're doing everything you absolutely can do given the situation and circumstance to provide for your family. And not a lot of people can do that. And if you can do that and come home, you know, you're you don't be so hard on yourself. You should be proud of what you put into. And yeah, it's it's hard, you know, it's it's taxing mentally and physically. But at the end of the day, you know, we're doing it not necessarily for ourselves, we're doing it for other people. And I think that's also one of the hardest parts about it is because you're doing it for somebody else, you're not doing it for you. But you know, you know, one day, one day, and it may take a long time, it may may not, but you know, one day we'll wake up and we don't have to grind out of necessity anymore. We grind out of the mentality because, you know, that mentality is what's going to drive you to become the person that you desire to be. Yeah, I mean, true statement. And, and you know, and we're not taking anything away from people that don't, that, that are solo, that are that do run solo and, and run that grind. Because I'm telling you, you got to, I mean, all of you out there that, you know, are that roll through life right now solo, just right now. But, you know, that roll through life right now solo that put that grind in and put those, man, you got a leg up on what I was, what I, what I was doing before I, I ended up, you know, married and had a family and, and all that stuff. I mean, I didn't, I had the mentality, but it was a completely different, different yeah. type yeah. of grind. Yeah. It really is. But, but you know, those you know, people, do, those people, I, they're doing, they're doing it for them. You know, yes. you might not have a spouse, you might not have a family, you know, maybe you have your own family, maybe they, you know, leaning on you for some help or something. But those people that are just kind of out there, just lone wolf in it, you're doing it for you. So, you know, be proud of the, the effort yes. and the, the blood and the sweat and the tears. Be proud of what you put into because at the end of the year, you know, you're still you still got the roof over your head and you still got food in your belly. And when you have your family, you know, you're still able to provide all that for them. I mean, shit, man, you made it 12 months. And, it wasn't and, easy. Yeah, that, oh yeah. And yeah, you know, we, we do try to include everybody, you know, everybody is, is in different parts of their lives that, that listen to this podcast. But I, I mean, I do, I do want to really shine a spotlight on those, those people, the, those men that are, that are really, that are grinding it out for their family. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you ask my kids at six and three, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, you better be writing shit down because this is a list. And of course they're six and three, they, they want the world. And, and you know what, if I could, I'd give it to them. Um, my wife, she, she, you know, I ask her what she wants and she, you know, she gives me a few things that she wants. And then she asked me what I want. I mean, I need some socks. <laughs> I, yep, I need I, I need I need some underwear and 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 then you know it, out of out of nowhere I'm like oh you know my wallet's starting to break down I can use a new wallet you know it's we don't worry about us we don't we did, we're not at the forefront of our mind on on and 
and you know that does kind of run a little counter to, to what we say in this podcast because we have a problem just like everybody else to practice uh, practicing this because yes we do preach that you know we do you do need to put yourself first and you sometimes and you do need to take care of yourself before others sometimes in order to in order to be there for the be 100 for those people around you but it's difficult it is oh, yeah. and you know I, I i've said it and i'll continue to say it. i'm not first on my list i am not and you know no matter even if i bump myself up to first it's it's for five seconds and then I put myself back down where I, I feel like I belong because that's my focus. My focus is this little girl standing behind me. It's my focus is that little boy that my focus is, is that, that wonderful woman that actually, you know, completed my life. You know, it's, it, those people are the ones that come first and those people are the reason that I put the grind in. Yeah. But you know, you, it's funny because you said it. You said it yourself, though. It's even if you put yourself first, it's for five seconds. But you know that five seconds might be what uh, is needed to make sure that you don't hit that wall. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, that, that time. and yeah, we're not saying that you need to take like a. You know, if you can afford to take a week off, I mean, shoot, more power to you, man. You go ahead. You want to go on a secret. Yeah, you want to go on a golf. You know, a golf tournament tour or whatever. Go ahead or whatever. But. You know, those five seconds is sometimes those five seconds is the make or break between you having a breakdown and not having a breakdown, you know, oh, absolutely. And it's like it's like it's funny. You know, you t- we were talking about like Christmas and stuff and, and at six and three, you know, uh, parents want to give their kids everything that they ask for. Right. But and I think I think I can say because I don't know yet, but parents want to give their kids everything that they absolutely want basically during the holidays and they feel like failures if they can't do that. And I don't know how that feels necessarily, but what I can say from looking on the outside in is like, I, I get that because you want to provide for them and that's your, those are your, I mean, those are your kids. Like you want to do everything you can for them, but you have also at the same time been able to provide for them a Christmas that, that they're going to remember and whether it's no things, one thing or 10 things, you're giving them a memory that uh, they're going to hold on to. And I think, you know, me personally, that, you know, that's something that you should be proud of and something that's important because yeah, again, you want to give them everything that you can, but you're also giving them, you're also giving them that, that memory. You're giving them that, uh, that view of, you know, family holidays and Christmas and not everybody gets that. And, you know, we're talking about Christmas, but it's, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not Christmas yet. We still have to go through Thanksgiving and I'm not one to, to holiday hop, but during the time of this, you know, during, during this time frame, it's, that's when people start doing that stuff. They start looking ahead and start trying to, you know, what can I do for my family and what can I do for, you know, for my wife or for my husband or for my kids or, what can I do for my mom? Because they've done so much. And those are, those are the stories I think that stick out the most are the people that are so willing to do so much more for other people during the holidays than themselves. And that's really, that's really the whole, you know, meaning of the holidays. It's not about us. It's about everybody else. Exactly. You know, I, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. I think it's, but I also think, uh, but I also think that 
I mean, really, you nailed it. You know, I, as as a as a father, I want to give my kids the world for Christmas. What do you want? I'll get it. What do you want? I'll get it. But that's not, as you said, that's not really the reason. The reason for the season. You know, it's I love spending time with my family. Nothing makes me happier. Um, I love, you know, I I love being around this little girl. Um, Dan's sitting there looking at my ceiling because (laughs) my daughter is is sitting in my arms right now. And, um, you know, I look down at her and this, that's the reason that that's, that that's it. You know, what, what do I need to do to keep this girl happy? And let me tell you something out there. I can attest to this just from this last two weeks that, um, you know, I've put in about 115 hours in the last two weeks. And I can tell you this from the last two weeks. They, yes, they love the stuffed animals and yes, they love the toys and yes, they love, you know, all the things that you can get them. But the most important thing you can get them is your time. Yep. And I mean, when my daughter was, I mean, you can, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to, trying to choke it back a little bit because you can hear it in my voice. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. not shy about it. You know, that when my daughter was, was mad at me last night, she kind of turned around and she shunned me a little bit because she was so upset that the last couple of weeks that I was getting home and sometimes she was asleep and sometimes she was just getting to sleep. And, you know, it, it really brings into focus that, you know, you can't get this time back. You can't get that time back. You need to, you need to experience that time with your babies and with your better half. And, you know, you can give them the world you can give them whatever you want financially, but you know, time is, time is the ultimate precious gift you can give your family. And I'm sorry, but I'm sorry for going off a little bit there, but with, with this right here, my, my daughter right here climbing into my arms, it's, it definitely, you know, it, it hits. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who may be on the other spectrum of that, where they may not get a chance to spend holidays with their, with their kids, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe they share custody, maybe they just don't, uh, it, they're just not able to spend time with their families during the holidays. And, um, I can't imagine what that feels like. Um, but I can definitely imagine that it's not easy and it's not hard. Or I mean that it's hard and it's not easy. And, you know, understand too, though, that as long as I think as long as that you can be there, emotionally for your family when you have the opportunity to is also something that will go a long way for you for you and your family as well you know and it's not all about the materialistic gifts it's about you know like you said being there for your family and you know there's people who are you know serving in our serving in the military or you know they're not going to be able to be home for the holidays but the five minute Skype call that they're going to get with their spouse and their kids or, you know, their mother, their father or whatever, their brother or whoever it is, um, those five minutes that you get to spend, you know, cherish those because, you know, they're going to go a long way in your life. And, you know, we sit here and it's funny because we were, we're talking about like gifts and stuff. And I was kind of thinking while I was talking, 
at what point in life did we stop getting excited about asking for action figures and video games and we started getting excited for things like uh, like a nude Wee Whacker or a screwdriver set? Or, you know, I mean, like things like that, like it's so strange to think about that, like maybe 20 years ago we wanted like a football and a jersey and now we're just like, damn, like I could really use a a new laser level. Like that would really make me happy right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And and, I mean, you also have to think about it. Those are those are our, our new choice. Oh, yeah. It's adulthood. It's adulthood. That's what that is. You want to you want to take a break? We're at that point. You feel like taking a break? Yeah, let's take let's take five let's and take a little and kinda, let's let's take a little break. Uh, break. I, I should probably get my my daughter a bottle and and get a get my my emotions in check a little bit. I and you know, I'm leading off into the break, I'll say this. You know, I say I talk about burning and fizzling out uh, because I know because over the last two weeks, and I know 115 hours to some of you out there doesn't sound like much. Um, I remember the the weeks that I used to put in, you know, I, I actually used to put in 86 hours a week uh, when I worked in the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, the, there are people out there that work much longer hours than me, but let me tell you something, um, it doesn't make it any easier. Nope. It doesn't, I mean, it really doesn't. I, uh, I missed my family and I'm exhausted emotionally, mentally, and physically right now. So uh, I, so thank you, uh, Dan, and everybody for bearing with me. We're gonna take a little short little break here. And um, Dan, you wanna, you wanna send us off? Sure, you know, actually, and when we come back on the back end of it, we're, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, we're gonna kinda like direct this conversation towards something that we had spoken about uh, pre-show. Um, and it might get, um, might get a little emotional still and it might get a little real but that's why we're also needing to take this break because i need to grab another beer and you need to get an emotional reset so we will be right back here in a couple minutes this is men in your life unapologetically human Welcome back. This is Many Life Unapologetically Human. I take a little break there for a minute and just regather all of our thoughts. You know, it kind of happens when we do stuff like this. But we're back. You good? I'm good. You? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I got uh, I got, I got the things. I got the necessities. I got the, I got the things that are important to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Um, so you know, we, we've we've discussed a little bit of uh, of you know, some of these things with the holidays and stuff like that. And, you know, Dan, you posted something up on Facebook that, that really, you know, some statistics that, that you've run across in your, in your informational travels and, um, and, and it being the holidays and it being, you know, what it is. And, you know, I can't name a statistic off on the top of my head right now, but I do know the holidays are tough for a lot of people. And it's actually one of the biggest, or one of the worst times for people with mental health uh, issues and and suicidal issues. As much as I hate to I hate to put that into the world, but you know, why don't you uh, why don't you share a little bit about you know what you posted? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind doing that. So 
um, to preference that, you know, the, like you said, the holidays are, are rough for people. And especially for me, holidays for me is a, a bittersweet moment because, um, you know, the holidays with, uh, in our household was a big family thing. Um, you know, we, you know, Thanksgiving, it was just a plethora of family that would come over. Um, you know, Christmas was the same thing. We'd always have Christmas at, at my mom's house. Uh, my brother and his girlfriend would always be there. And, you know, nowadays, uh, ever since, you know, my brother passing, it's, it hasn't been easy, but it, it's definitely, um, been easier, especially now that, you know, my lovely wife, when she comes around and it kind of like, you can kind of see it in my parents' face a little bit where that, that, uh, loneliness kind of, um, I would say melts just a little bit where, you know, my wife is, she's kind of filling that, the, the cracks, you know, they always say like, you know, dessert fills the cracks after dinner and stuff like that. She's kind of filling those cracks in a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm, I know my family is blessed and, uh, to have her around and as, as am I obviously. Um, but yeah, so the holidays, like Brady said, is not easy for a lot of people. You know, I still struggle with stuff. And I was scrolling through um, some social media and I was kind of looking back on some things, um, you know, uh, rem not reminiscing, but just kind of thinking back on some memories and stuff like that. And I, I try to do the best that I can on social media to try to, you know, raise awareness about mental health and men's mental health and things like that. And, and just to encourage people to speak out. And, uh, I did a video on, on TikTok that people can find, um, which is the exact same thing that I'm about to read if anybody would like to go watch that. But, um, the post was <clears throat> 84, the number of men that take their own life in a week, 75% of men make up the percent of all suicides. 2019 men died by suicide three 3.63 times more often than women in the year 2019. 130. That is the average number of suicides a day. 10 years is the average time it takes for somebody to open up and ask for help about their mental health. March 3rd, 2022. It'll be the 10 year anniversary of the death of my brother who died by suicide. It took, it took me over nine and a half years in co-hosting a podcast to be comfortable enough to finally open up about the struggles that I had and still have dealing with that loss in the daily battles of my mental health. Normalizing mental health. Normalize talking about mental health and doing so in a broken society that continuously paints the picture that it is wrong to do so. End the stigma. It will save lives. Yeah. I mean, that's what, what more do you say about that? That's, you know, the fact that, you know, you, you have, you have these experiences, you've, you've gone through this and, you know, it's, and this, that's not uh, as easy as it is for me to say, that's not trying to paint that picture lightly. It's, you know, you, you admitting the fact that, you know, it's taken you almost 10 years as, you know, as you stated to, to open up about your brother's passing. Um, it's, you know, it's, that's huge. Is absolutely huge and at the same time very sobering because you think about all these other people out there that haven't reached that point. And just so you know out there, it's okay to not have to not have reached that point yet. It, mm -hmm. it really is. Um, I, I truly hope that that you do and you do when you're comfortable doing it. But 
it's one of those things that I truly hope that, and Dan has shared with me some of the things that he's gone through over the last 10 years, uh, almost 10 years. And forgive me for saying this, Dan, I hope a lot of people out there don't deal with it and go through the same things you do. Please understand, I don't mean any any offense by that. Oh, but, no, I know. But it's, you know, it, it, it saddens me to think about the things that you've gone through and the things, honestly, you've done to your body and the things that, you know, you've had to deal with over the years to get to the point you are now. But it, it also, you know, <clears throat> we've gotten really close really fast. And let me tell you something. I'm proud of the fact that you are there. I'm proud of the fact that you do deal with it to a certain extent. I'm sure there's stuff that you still, you know, aren't comfortable bringing up and that's great. Oh yeah. That's fine. But the whole thing is, is you've started that, that path and you've started that, that journey to, to opening up and to, for lack of a better word, maybe you can think of one better, but uh, that journey to acceptance of, of the, uh, of the things that have, that have happened, things that you've done and the things that you've, that the, the ways you've dealt with these things. Um, and you know, that's, that's huge. It, it is absolutely awesome that, that you're at, you're at that point. Thank you. Um, and, and really true. I mean that. Thank you. And, um, I think I think you put it right. I think acceptance because you, you know accepting is the hardest part about anything, right? So you if you're going through rehab, accepting that you have a problem is the hardest part about all of it, right? Because that's kind of where it starts, you know. You know the, the first step is one that that kind of sets everything in motion, but the second step is the one that that leads you to the path of, you know, redemption as they say, right? So I think acceptance is the right way to say that. And yeah, there's still things that I, that I still deal with. And it's funny cause I talked to Chris, um, you know, our, our buddy, Chris and everybody who's been around, they know, Chris, and, um, the, I, I talked to Chris uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about something and to be honest with you, I think I scared the hell out of him because I opened up about a couple things and about how the fact that going through that time period, I kind of normalized the pain. Like I just was like, eh, like this is life now. So be it where I became comfortable. And I think it, it kind of scared him a little bit because he didn't really know how to react. But going through that time, um, going through that time, it kind of made me realize something where, you know, there, it, there's really just two types of people. There's um, the person that uh, is afraid of dying and there's the person that is uh, afraid of dying and doesn't care. And during that time period, I think I was the person that, you know, was afraid of dying. I just didn't care. And I think that is kind of, and this might be a little backwards, but that's kind of been my mentality throughout the whole thing was that um, I might be afraid of dying, but I don't care. And, and the reason why I say that is because if we – if we sit around and we focus and we worry about all of the negative stuff that can happen in our life, we are going to miss out on all of the beautiful, graceful moments that our life still has to offer us. And yeah, I'm not okay. And yeah, it still bothers me. And yeah, there's things that I still struggle with, but if I let it control my mind, I'm going to miss out on so many things in the future and in life. And, you know, it's 
I'm going to miss out on joy. I'm going to miss out on things that will fill my heart. And it's not easy. You know, we always say this whole thing is not easy. It's hard. It's not, it's, it's a grind. Life will punch you in the mouth. Right. But it's, it's kind of just, it's kind of just taking a punch and laughing it off and just moving on with your life. And you, and it's not easy to do, but when, when you kind of hit rock bottom and I've been at, I could say I hit rock bottom cause I basically went to a point where I was drinking all the time and had no money. And it was two options. It was either give it up and this is it. And I'm basically taking my life or I need to do something about it. So I chose to do something about it. And when you get hit in the mouth and you can kind of look at life and, and kind of shake your head and laugh it off and keep walking. I mean, honestly, there ain't a damn thing you can't do. And, you know, that's, that's kind of just been the mentality that I've had from here on out. Well, yeah. And, and there's a sense of power there. There really is. I mean, you, you know, you can, you can let life run you or you can run your life. And, you know, there's, there's a sense of power when you get to that point where you can take life's punches and yeah, you know, it'll knock you back. It'll knock you down. It'll put you through the ringer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you get when you get the that, that opportunity to get back on your feet, for those of you that that can hear that in the background, which I'm very sure everybody, my daughter, as I said, was very mad at me, and now she will <laughs> not get off my lap. So um, there's going to be some some very cute mumblings in the background, and to be honest with you, that's life. That is, oh yeah, that is what we what we go through. This is life right but here. Like this is, is just general life. This is. Uh, a dad that works 55 plus hours a week trying to be a father and run a podcast at the same time. Yep. And, you know, you know I, and I have no problem with that. You know, she, she's adorable. And she, you know, I told her, Hey, cause I, I tried to get her to watch cartoons and she says, no, I want daddy. And who, no, am she'd I rather to... stick your hand. She'd rather stick her hand in your nasty mouth. That's, That's what she's yeah, doing right now. Oh, yeah. Not, give me them teeth. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. But see like, but like watching you guys together, that brings me joy. <laughs> Like it, it brings me joy to see like a father and their daughter together, right? Like like this would bring anybody joy, and you know that's that's it's like I said, it's the little things in life. Like if we, if you were so worried about and being upset about work, which you were, you know, this week I know work wasn't easy for you this week, and it hasn't been for the last couple of weeks, but. If you were so worried about that and you let that run your life, you would not be able to enjoy these moments right now that you have with your daughter no no and and honestly uh you know um as a lot of you know you know my my wife goes up to her mom's house um to do laundry every week because we don't have we have facilities here at the apartment complex but they cost money and we're trying to save and and we don't like the facilities here anyway and she goes up and hangs out with her mom and a lot of times especially with me wanting to do this podcast she'll take she'll take my daughter with her in order to get her out of my hair. And, you know, I, full disclosure, I told her no today. Mm-hmm. No, I want my daughter with me and I want, I want her to hang out. And, you know, I, I, she said, are you sure? You know, I don't want her to bother you during the podcast. And no, I mean, if, if she's in the background or she's talking like she is now and she wants to be on my lap, you know what, for those of you out there, that's life. Yeah. That is. And, and you know what, I wouldn't trade this for the world. I mean, she she is my world her her mom and her brother that's that's why i do this i mean that's one of the reasons i do this podcast dan is because this helps me mentally i've said this before this podcast is a type of therapy for me and you know what 
it helps keep me balanced for my daughter, for my son, for my wife. And you know, if if my daughter wants to be in my lap, especially after all the all the hours I've worked this week, then she can be part of the podcast this week. It's- <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because you were like, you you said something like uh, talking about you're like, oh yeah, that's what the podcast is for, and I'm like, yeah, that's once a week. I said I, at this point, I need like daily couch time. I need hour like like minute like every single day. I'm gonna need some couch time. But it, you know. This whole thing here, like, you know, listening to your daughter and watching you be with your daughter, if anybody has any questions as to why you put yourself through the things that you put yourself through, it's this. This is the reason why that we, we do what we do. And and it's not easy. And, you know, we talk about we talk about like self-care and, you know, this is self-care. Being with your daughter is self-care. Doing a podcast is self-care. I mean, shoot, before this, I was outside working for an hour trying to trying to get a, a free weed whacker to work. So, hey, by the way, if anybody knows anything about old weed whackers that haven't run for about three years, uh, hit your boy up because I got questions. But anyway, I was working on this thing, and I couldn't get it to go. You know, I replaced all the parts that couldn't go. And, and instead of getting frustrated, for me, there's just moments of life and – I decided to just grab the battery powered Wee Whacker and yeah, I got to rotate batteries out, but I went to go do what I had to do. And for me, that's self care. That's, it's fine. You know, it's, I don't mind it. Like, I think there's a difference between, uh, you know, working hard at your job and then you just working hard for your family, you know, you know, and, you know, we talk about getting hit in the mouth and life and that's life and, and pain. And, you know, it's, it's a, slippery slope to go down when you start talking about depression and mental health and PTSD and anxiety and, and, you know, whatever, you know, all the other things. But, you know, that's the thing about pain though. Pain is always temporary. Pain is only, pain is only forever if you let it be. That's true. And I appreciate you uh, taking that time so I could put her down. Um, (laughs) But no, and that's true. But I'd also like to say, you know, we do talk about, you know, we're very focused on the depression and anxiety and, and the, the negative aspects of mental health. And, you know, I'm kind of glad because we were kind of going a, a different route with the mm-hmm. second half of this podcast. But I'm kind of glad that my daughter climbed up in my lap and got us talking about this because, you know, the hard times, the, the painful times, they're worth it for me because of the times that I just had where she crawls into my lap and I'm able to snuggle with her a little bit. And, you know, and it, it, it it really does melt everything away. It truly does because, you know, I can look down at the face of my daughter look down at the face of my son, um, talk to my wife and, and look at her and, you know, no matter what I go through, they're there. And no matter what I mean, I I can't count how many times I apologize to my wife for being gone so long this last couple of weeks because because of all the overtime and because of the job. And you know, she and I can't I also couldn't count how many times she looked at me and told me, You you do this to take care of us. You do this because you love us and you want to make sure that we have everything that we need. And that meant the world to me. And, you know, those bad parts where, because, you know, we, we're not perfect. We're not. 
you know, I don't have the perfect relationship. Just like everybody else, I have an imperfect life with with flashes of perfection here and there. And, you know, these perfect, those imperfect times are what take you from one great time to another. Yeah, and you, like, if anybody, if anybody's got a perfect life, um, I'm willing to pay you um, uh, two hamburgers and a hot dog because that's all I can afford for your life secrets. But um, the thing about, dude, the thing about that shit though is the imperfections is what makes life perfect for us. You know, and you know, it's it's if you didn't have imperfections, I think you'd just be psychotic. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'm joking, obviously, but you know, it's like it's like when people people talk about being normal, and I'm like, if if nor if like normal to me is like you being crazy, like if you're normal, quote unquote normal, you might be a serial killer. If you're not a little bit crazy, that's not normal <laughs> to me, right? So I don't feel I feel like if you're not a little crazy, you're not enjoying life. Yeah, if you you gotta be a little crazy, right? If you're not a little crazy, you might you might need a vacation. But um, like if you ain't done some dumb shit in your life, you need a vacation or just kind of like reevaluate life a little bit. All right, like have some fun, okay? Don't be yes, so please. don't be so stuck up, but have some fun. No, but like the imperfections you know, you're talking about. No, I don't think I think that's what makes these these relationships perfect per se is because the imperfections. Your imperfections or her imperfections or mine and my wife or whoever's, those imperfections match up with the other person's imperfections. And then the two imperfections together is what makes it perfect. Well, and it's like, you know, for those of you out there that I, I realize it's a it's a comic book movie, but Deadpool. Oh, my um, fucking you've ever, God. Don't even start. Don't even start. With if Deadpool. you've ever seen Deadpool, honestly, there's a great line in it that's, that's basically – your crazy matches my crazy, mm-hmm. and that's you know, and, and mm-hmm. that's that's perfect. It is mm-hmm. absolutely a hundred percent, dude. That's such a fantastic movie too. Look, look what you did. The whole the whole episode has been ruined now because now we gotta just talk about how great Deadpool is. No, but um, you know, but you're right. Like your crazy matches my crazy, and that's such a great that's such a great phrase because. It's kind of it's kind of how life in this whole mental health thing goes, because how that's the way you get over this stuff is that you kind of match your crazy with the crazy that's going on with life. And at some point, that's just sure. kind of how you get through it. Like you got if you if you can't come through life being a little crazy, you're not going to get through life. And, and, you know, and this, and I'm not just talking about, you know, romantic relationships. I'm also talking about just relationships in general. You oh, find yeah. you gravitate to people that you know, accentuate and promote your crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, that's just a fact of life. I mean, the, the friends that I've had for a lifetime and mm-hmm. there's, and there's only a couple, but the friends I've had for a lifetime are crazy matches each other. And we have a blast when we get together, you know, we reminisce, especially, you know, since we're a little older now, I mean, I say a little older, I'm only 40, but you know, we, I've gotten some time in and, um, but the whole thing is, is, it's not just romantic relationships. I mean, yeah, my wife's crazy and my crazy. We 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 go really well together, like a fine wine. Well, I mean, or bourbon, or bourbon, or, or boxed wine, whatever. Whatever. Um, but but no, I mean, are we go together? And you know, when you find that, 
and this is and I really hope that people don't don't hear this and and come down upon themselves because they haven't yet because it I'm almost 40. I've been married for what uh two months, two and a half months. And to the to the woman of my dreams, to the woman that is my other half. And you know, it take it may take some time and stuff like that, but it's not just her, it's also my best friends. Mm-hmm. It's also you, Dan. You know, you 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 okay? She okay? You good? She's had a lingering cough for a little while. Her, her brother got sick, and then she got sick, and then her brother got sick, and she got sick. So, just trading, just trading sick. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they do. Um, but no, I mean it's it's also you, Dan, and and my best friend James, and you know my best friend Zeke, and you know it's you know we 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 add to each other's crazy, and we understand yeah. each other's crazy. And that's, I think, why we get along so effortlessly. Yeah. And when you find that, when you find that in your life, be it romantically or, you know, or just socially, you know, hang on to it. Yeah. I mean, that th- those are the people that, I mean, I only have a handful of friends and, I, and, and I'm happy about that because the handful of friends I have got my back and they know who I am and they know how I am and they understand that, you know, I that you know I'm always there for them as much as they're there for me. Right. And you know, speaking, dude, speaking of crazy, right? If your holidays aren't a little bit crazy, are you really having family holidays at all? You know, those are the best times is when you're when you get your family together or your friends together during the holidays, and it's a little crazy. Those are the best memories. And you know, like you said, there's some people out there that you know they might. They might not have found that other person yet, or maybe they're struggling with something with their other with that person or whatever it may be. Um, but listen, I, I mean, all I really want to what I want to say is that um, if you are if you are uh, fretting over somebody who doesn't want to give you the time of day right now, they never cared to begin with. And it ain't worth losing precious moments of your life over somebody who doesn't care when you can just kind of like tell them to go F a cactus and move on. And that's kind of just the way that I like to put it. But it's not worth it's not worth losing your it's not worth losing your mentals over somebody who doesn't care when you could really just lose your mentals over somebody who does care. There's people out there that care about you. They're losing their mentals over you and you just don't see it yet. You know, and there's a different like when we talk about relationships, mm-hmm. you know, like in high school, we would get hung up on the on people about the dumbest things. And it's like, oh, my God, she likes oh, yeah. Jimmy and this is so. But then you look back at it and it's like, damn, like they didn't even give a crap to begin with. Why did I even care? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I even care? You know, and it's just, <laughs> I don't know. like, damn, you know, man. It, it, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I've had some discussions about being bullied as as I'll anybody that listens to the podcast know I was bullied mercilessly growing up and and um you know it's it's funny because people have asked me you know how has it affected your life in adulthood and I and uh, let me tell you it's affected me to the point where I don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean honestly like, it, it it doesn't affect it it has affected me to the point where I I I'm very anti-bully. I'm very anti you know anything like that. But at the same time, you know, I don't give a damn because, I mean, really, they didn't either. I mean, I as 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 the old saying goes, don't rent space in your head to somebody for free. 
Yeah, living rent free. Nobody's living rent free. Exactly. Nobody's living rent free in my head. And, you know, I've gone through periods where I thought this person or that person was, you know, going to be so important to me in my life. And they were to a certain extent because, you know, they taught me a lesson. And don't, but at the same time, you know, these bullies that I had back then, they they don't matter to me anymore. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's a little, I, I don't mean to sound a little petty, but it's a little nice to see a lot of my bullies that, that really picked on me growing up. It's a lot. It's really nice to see that they peaked in high school. Yeah. Uh, so, Dude, oh, I mean, come on. There ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with that. that that's not petty. That's just kind of like, you know. That's just kind of what you get, you know, fuck yeah. around, find out yeah. like, yeah. you know, I mean, that's just what you get, but it's, I don't know, man, you know, you're right. It's just, you know, no live it. Don't live rent free. Don't really care. You know, I, you know, and it's funny cause it's like you said, uh, people have, uh, you know, like you, it's life experiences, life lessons for these people. Right. And I, I, uh, a hundred percent agree with this theory that, uh, everybody that enters your life has a chapter and how your life is made out, right? So if that chapter ends with that person, don't try to force edit your book because it's not going to come out right. If that door closes, just let it close. If it's going to rewrite itself, it'll do so in its time. And, you know, like you said, you've been married once before. You now are married to uh, the wonderful Sarah. And I, you know, married to, to my wife, Taylor. And um, you know, those are the chapters that have been written and those chapters might be going on for 65, 70 years. Oh, uh, I hope. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't necessarily want to be 105 or 110 years old, but. Oh yeah. That's uh, but, I'm only 32. But, so 60 years for me, ain't so bad for you. It's a little, it's a little different. It's a little extreme, but that's a little. But no, yeah. and, and that's, and that's true. You know, this is. And there would be some people out there would be like that, that would probably hear this next statement and say well didn't you feel like that before and i can honestly tell you no i didn't especially looking back in hindsight i can tell you i did not feel the same way before but i feel like this um these chapters that began with with my wife um she's not just you know she's she's a core part of the story she's going to be with me until the end and, you know, and honest, and I can honestly tell you that my ex-wife, especially looking back at some of the things that, that was, that, that were between us, um, she wasn't, she wasn't going to be there till the end. And it just, I mean, it, I learned a lesson and that's great. But my wife now, Sarah, there is, I would move heaven and earth to make sure she is happy. And I'll be the first to admit and call me a poor husband to my first wife if you want, because we both had our faults, but, um, I wouldn't have done that for my first wife. I wouldn't have, I mean, she's, she, it is what it is. I mean, I don't talk a whole lot about the whole situation. Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember a lot about the divorce. I, I kind of drunk myself into a stupor for, for a while. And, and then mentally I, I collapsed and, and, you know, I went through all that, but at the same time, you know, I would not have done that. Looking back, I've given the opportunity wouldn't have happened because, yeah. you know, that was that those those chapters of my life were written. They were written with with her. and She is not a reoccurring character anymore. Um, yeah. it's, it's, right. it's right. quite simple. And I couldn't be happier about that. I don't. Comp- and, you know, one of those things, because I've had people ask me, do you compare your first marriage to your current? I said, no, no, I don't. 
because there is no comparison. Um, first of all, it's two very different people. And second of all, I'm a completely different person. And when you start comparing things like that to, you, you know, to each other, the, you, you don't get anywhere. There's yeah. no, there's no point to it. But I think you can, I think it's at an extent you can do a comparison where if you compare yourself as how you, the person that you were during that relationship compared to the person that you are now. So it's like you, you do the comparison. So you try to not make the same mistakes that you made the first go around. You know, it's yes. like, oh, I kind of had a yeah. short temper. I kind of had a short temper on the first go around. I need to learn to kind of just let things. Uh, sorry, some technical difficulties. We had a freeze and a drop and I don't even know where I left off. So uh, I think I, think I was saying talking something. about that wonderful wife of yours. Yeah, I was saying something about my wife and about how uh, she's a little fiery and she's opinionated and she's going to kind of like say what it, what's on her mind. And it's funny because. I heard you said heard this phrase where it was uh, like picking, you know, like people like choosing your battles and stuff like with your significant other and shit like that. And it's mm-hmm. it's always like she'll say something and I'll sit there and I go, is this the hill that I want to die on? And, it'll go, and it's usually no, because it's just not. It's just like I know she's not trying to pick a fight. It's just, you know, she's just that's just who she is. And I'm sure I do the same thing to her. I mean, she tells me every day. Oh, no, you did no, me, I'm perfect. Yes, yes. No, I'm, she tells me every day that I'm annoying. Yeah, yeah. She tells me every day that I'm annoying. But like the whole thing is that you just kind of like pick and choose your battles, and it's really just like, is this is this the hill that I want to die on? And um, yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. You just kind of let it roll, right? You just let it roll off. But um, to kind of like wrap everything up, you know, we kind of went in a separate direction with uh the yes. second half of this and that's okay because you know we might not we might not have the opportunity to record next week and we really wanted to get this done before the holidays and we wanted yeah. to reach out and talk to everybody and you know we just kind of want to tell you guys you know one of the one of the harder moments for me with the holidays other than the fact that you know I'm dealing with the fact that my brother's not here um but one of the moments that we had before he passed um he kind of like disappeared for a little bit where he was just kind of mia from the family but one day he showed up on christmas morning knocked on the door and when we opened the door he was like walking away was like like like, didn't want to be there basically like he was like i made a really bad decision i don't want to be here and my parents we ran out and we grabbed him and since that moment you know before he passed away he was over all the time after that and it was kind of like this um like uh, the like the fractured getting whole again you know and it was such a great moment for us during the holidays and i kind of just want to say that you know if anybody's feeling that way where you feel like maybe you can't go home for the holidays or maybe you feel like you don't have a home for the holidays um that can be your home you know if you need somewhere to go you know, we we can we got you. If you need some holiday loving, we got you. And you know, before we sign off, I just want to, you know, say like take a couple of things that I'm grateful for. And you know, I'm I'm grateful for the fact that we have a job. I'm grateful for the fact that my wife has a job. I'm grateful for my wife and my family and my friends and the fact that I'm about to have a daughter. You know, there's a lot of things for me to be grateful for, even if I am battling through stuff. Uh, you can still be happy and you can still have joy and you can still have love and you can still be grateful for a lot of things, even if you're battling through stuff. 
And there's so many things that I'm happy about. There's so many things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this podcast. And, you know, we'll do another episode, obviously, before the end of the year. But there's just I'm overwhelmed with joy. And, you know, for once this this end of the year for me and for my wife and everybody, you know, things are up. And it's been it's been a long time before we could say that, especially with all the struggles we've had over the previous years, you know, trying to conceive and everything right now. Life is great. And that's awesome. And I couldn't be happier for you. I mean, I, and, you know, that I think this is a great, great idea to, to, you know, leading into Thanksgiving to really share what we're grateful for. And but and let me let me preface this with, you know even when you're going through things, you uh, just as Dan said, you can, you can still experience the joy and, and, and yeah, it takes a little more work because you have to accept it, but please don't let, don't let negativity suck the joy out of the holidays. You know, whether you're religious or, or not, it doesn't matter. You know, don't let, don't, it, it, don't let the questions or any negativity or anything like that. Just suck the joy out of the holidays. These are joyous times. You know, whether you have to spend them with family, friends, you know, for a long time, I felt like my friends were my family. So and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And but, you know, let me tell you something. And my, my daughter's back in my lap and I am beyond thankful every minute of every day for, for that child. And she wants a close up. Um, but, you know, she her mother, her her brother, they are my joy. You know, in the last couple of weeks may have been tough, but to see the look on my daughter's face today when I told her mother to, to that she was staying here, you know, and she usually fights because she wants to go up with, with mommy to, to go do laundry because she gets to see other people. And, you know, I said, no, you're going to stay home with daddy. And for the first time in weeks, she said, okay. And she, cause she wanted to stay here with me. And, you know, that's, I'm, I am 100% thankful that I have her. And uh, hey, what is, Penny, what does a dinosaur say? <laughs> so, um, but I, I mean, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for these moments. Dan, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your wife. I, I am so thankful that you and your wife are going to be parents because you and your wife are two of the most amazing people I've ever come across in my life. And thank you. I can't, I can't say enough how happy I am for you guys and how, how much I wish I was closer because then I could share a little bit more. In, in, in this. <laughs> but, um, and you know, I'm thankful for my mom, mom. I know you listen to this podcast every episode and, you know, I know, I know we've probably, I've probably said some things that you either didn't know or honestly, you probably didn't want any confirmation on. And, you know, I'm thankful for you for not judging me for some of the revelations that I've, I've probably made in this podcast to you. And um, you're still there for me and you're still my mom and I have the best mom in the world and bar none. And and I'm sure Dan would say the same thing about his mom. He's got the best mom in the world. And I I am so very thankful for everything that that woman has done for me and with me in my life that 
there will never be enough time on this planet to pay, pay her back for everything that she's given to me. And um, I'm thankful for my dad who doesn't listen to my podcast because he can barely uh, operate a, uh, his cell phone, let alone try to look for a podcast. But, um, you know, I'm thankful for my dad and, you know, there's a reason that I'm specifically bringing these, the, these people up because they are specific in, in how thankful I am for them. Um, mm-hmm. my best friend Zeke up in Alaska, um, you know, he, he and I have been best friends in seventh grade and there's, there's literally nobody, nobody closer to me than that than that man i mean seventh grade and and we're you know we're 40. <laughs> yeah we've known each other for a very very long time and my best friend james who was my best man at my wedding um he's an amazing man he's got an amazing family and you know he, bonus kids he's got his own son that was actually born just about almost exactly a year after my daughter um, he's an amazing man, amazing father, and I can be more thankful for him. And, um, not to, not to, to say, and I'm not saying this in any, any kind of facetious way, but I'm thankful for all the people that have left my life because it has, it has, it has made me more appreciative of the things that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I hold no ill will toward anybody. Um, I talk a lot of shit, but in all honesty, um, I am thankful for the chance to offer forgiveness for those people that have done me wrong. And I'm thankful to still be here. And I'm thankful for a job that I love. I can't, I, I can't say, I can't go without saying that too. You know, I went a long time doing jobs that, you know, I didn't love and that we're, you know, placeholders. And I, I'm thankful to have a job that I have a good career, great pay that honestly, I know I could look at my boss and say, Hey, my son's got a baseball game next Tuesday. And he would look me dead in the face and say, well, then you better not miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just as, just like you, my life is, is going well right now. And I actually brought this up, you know, earlier this week in a, in a text with you that, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that's a precondition that we give ourselves because we've been through hell and back and we've walked through the fire and we've fought our demons and we've come out the other side. I'm here to tell you, just because that has happened to you in the past, don't make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Dan really helped me out this week because he, because I reached out to him and told him that you know, my life is going so well right now that I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop for something to happen. And, you know, he talked me through it and he didn't exactly didn't say exactly that, you know, don't don't make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. But, you know, he really talked me down and talked me through everything. And I I'm, I'm telling you, that's. Don't let that become a part of your life. Don't let that become the forefront of your life because when you start looking for that other shoe to drop, you you may be the one releasing it. So just mm-hmm. just don't don't do it. Try to get through it. Get yourself a Dan. See, my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know it's and 
Uh, that's, I think, where I'm going to end my thankfulness, Dan. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't tell you how thankful I am to have you in my life. I appreciate it, dude. You know, like, uh, dude, that was nicely done, by the way. And, and I, dude, I love your mom. I know I say it all the time, but your mom's <laughs> awesome. Your mom's a badass. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, we could, that, that, that whole thing right there is something that we're going to have to come back to. Um, cause that's a whole topic in itself, but you know, Hey, it's kind of like what I told you though, is just that, uh, we get so used to we get so used to the other shoe dropping that when something good comes that we just don't know how to handle it and then we we kind of anticipate the shoe dropping so then you miss out on all the good stuff that is happening right in front of your face and that's kind of you know like i said you know don't get so hung up on the past you know enjoy the little things that are happening in front of you now and i we can't go without saying uh thank you to everybody that listens and everybody that has joined in with us and everybody that has interacted with us and is following us and and you know everybody like we would be nothing without any of you people and you know we 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 you do this but we would not be doing this if it wasn't for everybody else and we do this for you uh, we do it for ourselves, but we do this for you, and we just want to say thank you. And excuse me. And um, if uh, if we don't record before Thanksgiving, um, which we may or may not, but just in case if we don't, we just want to say you know like Happy Thanksgiving, and you know enjoy the moments with your family, even if it is a little bit crazy, because not all crazy is bad. Not all crazy is bad. And uh, just you know just Happy Thanksgiving. And we hope everybody has a blessed holiday. Um, and that's a good point for us to wrap up. And, you know, this is unapologetic. So. Un- this is a uh, been in your life unapologetically human. I'm Dan. I'm Brady. No. Okay. Oh, no. You say not I'm today. Penny. Yes. <laughs> Get it out of her. I do. All right, everybody. Have a good holiday. Have a good Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, have good, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll catch this on the back end, right? Yo, absolutely, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Dan. Give my best to your family, to all of them, and uh, I, and I hope you have a wonderful time. Yeah, and to all of you, have a happy Thanksgiving. Tell uh, your beautiful wife uh, hello for me, and everybody have a great time. Um, be safe and. Uh, Have a blessed holiday. God bless.